Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Full Court Podcast brought to you by Enoch Lee and Angus Wong, who is not here today, actually. Um, he, you know, y'all know about his trip to Cancun. Uh, he just got back the other day. He's jet lagged, tired, and busy. So uh, I have brought to you guys, brought us today a very special guest, one of my dearest friends, my closest friends, um, and a cool ass dude, Aaron Robinson. <laughs> hey, man, I'm flattered, bro. Thank you for having me on. Hey, look, it must be said, I'm probably like the Full Court Podcast, like number one fan. So this is this is really surreal to me, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, bro. Yeah, you probably are a number one fan, bro. Yeah, look, um, I was, yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, this man listens to all the podcasts, uh, always gives us our feed, always gives me and Angus feedback, um, much, pre- much appreciated. But yeah, um. Aaron's going to take Angus's spot today. It's a little uh, fun thing we're going to do. Um, me and Aaron went to high school together in Oak Grove, uh, became pretty close. Um, and now we are roommates and live in the same house. And it's amazing. Super close, man. It's my fucking brother right here, man. Hey, can I cuss? Yeah. yeah. I was kidding. But yeah, bro, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, full <laughs> court, I'm a full court fanatic, um, as you would call it. Um, yeah, I mean, I live with you now. My fucking brother and um it's cool let's do it man we're gonna have fun yeah um aaron is a king's fan just like myself and just like angus for so life this is yeah i got, he's not I got in, it on uh, my body i got it on my body yeah oh yeah he he got a king's tat on him so he <laughs> he real he real yeah that was weird trash yeah um but yeah he is he is in good company and uh a lot of games today um Mavs lose again this is their third straight loss uh coming off of one win against the Pacers um surprisingly though they are not too far off from the play-in one game or technically one and a half games behind the Oklahoma City Thunder who is sitting at 38 and 41 and the Dallas Mavericks sitting at 37 and 42 um this team has been struggling all year long struggling to find its identity especially after uh the trade with Kyrie it's not looking good for them. Three straight no. losses, and the teams yeah. that they've lost to, the Atlanta Hawks, the Miami Heat, and the 76ers. Hornets. And the 76ers, you got to think, yeah, that's a, that's a team that, yeah, you could probably lose to that team. But the Heat and the Hawks, not really in the mix, and it's tough. Those are these All games at this point in the season for the Mavericks is a must win. And losing to, I mean, Miami and Atlanta aren't, aren't chub teams. But when you're in the position that the Mavericks are, every game at this point is a must win. To drop three straight is just bad, man. Yeah, I, f- I feel like their offense, just Kyrie and Luka alone, could push them into that playing spot. But it's like, then what? Their defense is dog shit. Um, I mean, you look at these guys in the playing, a lot of these guys are like defensive juggernauts in their conference. So it's like, I, I could see them getting pushed up into that 10 spot, maybe taking the Thunder out. Or if the Timberwolves fall down, either or. But, man, I don't see them making it very far. At this point, they have three more games left in the season. They need to win all three. Because Absolutely. they can't count on these teams losing. Uh, they are three games behind, almost four games behind the Minnesota Timberwolves sitting at nine. So it's kind of hard to catch up to the Timberwolves unless they drop uh, three more, which they have dropped three 
Their last three, they have lost. Yeah, they lost um, the last three. But so have the Mavericks. Yeah. So, you know. So that's why the Mavericks are still in the race because uh, a lot of these teams, the Timberwolves are on a three-game losing streak. The Oklahoma City just dropped just dropped two. The Jazz just dropped two. Um, it's just they need to get these wins, man. Um, another game, speaking of losing teams, let's talk about a winning team. The Los Angeles Lakers just won their third straight game. They're sitting at seven in the conference right now, and it's – it's crazy to see that this team is almost completely different from when the trade deadline happened. They went from a team that it was just hard to watch. Uh, LeBron was always out. AD was always out. Russ was just horrendous. And now they're 7-3 and three in their last 10, winning three straights, sitting pretty comfortably. Um, I mean, they can't win these next games, but... I mean, they can't lose these next games, but... Sitting pretty comfortably at 7 in the West. Um sure. For sure. Yeah, watching this team click on all cylinders has just been fun since the trade deadline. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell making huge impacts. Um, and finally, we get a healthy AD, and LeBron is back. So this team could make a splash uh, if they do make the playoffs. Um, being at seven, they still would have to be play in the play-in, but they, only, they would only have to win one game. Um, I think, that I think would, they're... They're running through any one of these playing teams. They're running through Sorry, any one of them. They're running through any one of these playing teams. If AD's playing, yeah. how he's playing, he dropped 40 tonight, uh, 38 in the last one, 38 in the last one. Like, that man's playing out of his damn mind. I know you say it all the time. Healthy AD's a top five player in this league. I think that's kind of yeah. undisputed. Um, he's pretty scary. Yeah. yeah, if he's playing like he is and he's dominant and – He's just sometimes he's got to take the ball out of LeBron's hands and just go get it himself. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, he he had a game the other day um, where he only had I th- I believe eight shots. And if if you're if you're Darwin if you're if you're Darvin Ham- Hammond, I'm saying that's his name wrong. But if you're the head coach, yeah, if you're the head coach of the Lakers, like you got to do something. I know I know he's more of a defensive minded coach, um, but man. AD has you have to run some plays for him. Eight shots is ridiculous, man. Especially if you end up losing that game, which I think they did. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the teams that they would have to beat, uh, if if the playoffs or the plans, so to say, uh, started today, they would have to play. It would be the Oklahoma City Thunder, Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Pelicans. Um, probably have to end up playing the Pelicans on that on that last game. Uh, who are actually in their last five top, the top defensive team in the league in their last five games, top defensive rating, um, mm-hmm. and they and they've won two, and they're seven and three in their last games, uh, last ten games. So this Lakers team and this Pelicans team, I couldn't tell you who's better. Who's better? You think? Man, Lakers. Or, or got a the- better question to ask is who would win in that in that playing game. The Lakers got the best two players in the game. They got the best two players on the court. And if they're playing at the top of their fucking game, I see them passing through the Pelicans, the Wolves, the Thunder. And shit, they might give us us Kings some trouble. I can't even lie to you. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a, I'm a defensive guy. Like, I love watching a good, like, solid defense. That's why I love watching the Clippers. I, lo- I mean, excuse me. I love watching the Celtics, the Bucks this season. And just all, all this distance that they made of all these big wings that they're adding to their roster is just, it's so fun to see, you know what I mean? 
yeah, Jared Vanderbilt, um, Anthony Davis being healthy. Those are the main things right there. Uh, and just a new a, a change of scenery for this Lakers team. For um, sure. But, yeah, I do agree with you. I think the Lakers will take that. Uh, but I think <laughs> I could also see them losing to the Pelicans. Uh, and look, because Brandon it, Ingram's getting, been killing it. Uh, I know they don't have Zion, but Brandon Ingram's been killing it. And when, if they keep up that defensive, uh, that def- that if they keep up with this defense, they can compete with uh, uh, definitely the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I but, mean um, the Lakers. The Lakers, I see it. They're top heavy, but they're fragile, man. AD, he's he's one little ankle tweak away from. Uh, you know, being shut down for the rest of the year. So that's definitely something to think about as well going forward with them. Yeah. I mean, one game is, is one game. You can win one game in the plan. Uh, staying healthy, if you want to go all the way, staying healthy for how that's many games beast. is going to be tough for the Lakers. As AD, as, AD does not have a good all, track all record all with that. It's just, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> um, it's hard to watch sometimes for AD because uh, you're just scared the entire time. Yeah, because he's best. He's best when he's banging down low. You know what I mean? He, he he's got shot. Don't get me wrong, but man, he is scary when he's in the low block, and that's that's when he always tweaks his ankles coming down. Yeah. on like that. I think it's it was his left one he tweaked the other night. But um, yeah, yeah, that, that shit, right. he, plays like he plays like that are scary. He is the scariest in the paint. Um, that's why it's scary. You're you're right. Um, but uh, something else that's hard to watch. Let's talk about our Sacramento Kings today. Um, Losing to the San Antonio Spurs, the tanking (laughs) San Antonio Spurs. Don't Uh, get me started. Aaron, can you talk about the game a little bit? I know you you checked it out more than me today. Yeah, I I checked in in like the second quarter. Um, I think all in all, what did us cold, we just didn't play like a team, man. Like a a lot of those Spurs guys, I feel like they all kind of have something to prove. You know what I mean? They're playing for pop under the – best coaches of all time so they're just trying to shine in his eyes and just try to get a chance um and you saw that today like there was a lot of g league come-ups that were just giving us buckets we had a uh, julian yeah. champagne with uh what was it he had 26, 26 tonight hey look i ain't gonna lie i never heard of bro before we got <laughs> we got we got malachi branham with 15 I mean, I heard his. He's been comments. playing. He's been playing solid. He's been playing. Has solid. he? Okay, Trey Jones. Yeah. I know Trey Jones is a bucket. That then he got seventeen and eleven, but um, but a triple double, seventeen, eleven, and ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten boards. Yeah, he was all over the. Let, place yeah, let's today. let's let's talk about some stats here. The obviously the Spurs played great, but look at how many guys stepped up. Uh, Zach Collins, sixteen and six. That's solid. Trey Jones with a seventeen point triple double. That's great. Julian Sham. Pagany, I don't know. Is it Champagne oh. or Pagany? Hey, we calling him Champagne. 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 I don't fucking know. But he had 26. Dougie McBuckets had 30, bro. Dougie McBuckets, man. And half of that shit was in the fourth quarter, man. He was giving Kevin Herter work. Like, I, I love Herter, mm. and he's a fucking bucket, but he can't defend a fucking cone, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're playing someone that's just as big as you and Doug McDermott, yeah, it's going to be tough. He yeah. is a solid, decently-sized wing. Uh, so defense, that's just going to help him on the defensive end. But when you're playing someone that's your size, man, you got to step up a little bit more. Uh, our two stars had decent games. Sabonis, 26. Fox, 28. Um, Keegan had 18. Great game from him. Barnes, 15. Uh, TD off the bench in 17 minutes had 15 points. That's 
that's excellent, excellent. Yeah. Um, but I think this what is I just saw. Some, go ahead. What I saw, um, I just one thing I wish about this Kings team is that when we play bad teams like this, um, and bad, I mean bad. They're twenty and fifty-eight on the season, almost opposite to our our not not almost, but really bad. Um, and I just wish. Obviously, the Kings have a history of coming out against bad teams and playing up to their like playing down to their level. Uh, we've seen it for years now, but I just wish. And this year has been different. Don't get me wrong; it's been different. But I just wish that when we play these crap teams, I think the team doesn't really think. Um, they don't think that. Oh yeah, we're just gonna play down to the level. They don't think that. But but with our stars and especially Fox. I think Fox kind of takes a step back on those games where we're playing the Spurs or the Rockets or a team like that. Fox is like, I'm going to just get let my teammates do their thing. You know what I mean? For but sure. the reason this Kings team is so damn good is because Fox is so damn good. Mm-hmm. So if you if you we're want us good. to play, we're, we're as good, good as our as best player. Fox allows us to be. Exactly. And if you want us to play good, regardless of what team it is, Fox has to do his thing. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, OT. It can't just be, oh, we're losing by 20 now. Let me just step it up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Yeah, that was a, it's gotta um, be. In, a, in an interview with uh, Mike Brown a couple weeks ago. He was speaking on that. Um, that was one of his main criticisms of Fox was that he's amazing in the fourth quarter. And, you know, the whole world knows that. But he needs to see that kind of consistency in the third, the second, the first quarter. He needs to see him come out early and really just, like, put his foot on their neck you know what i mean and that's not something that he did today and continue to do so throughout the entirety of the game yeah and there's there's games where he does do that but it's a lot of times it's like he'll make his first shot and then he's feeling it the whole game i want to see a game where he misses his first three but keeps being aggressive you know what i mean Yeah. yeah and not settling for these step back threes (laughs) <laughs> right when he hasn't right. made, <laughs> right when he hasn't made a shot yet. No, yeah. he'll make he'll make one in like a in like a blue moon. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. But I'm I'm not blaming the the loss on Fox. Uh, the, the team could have played better. They obviously could have played better defense. Um, and I think it's kind of like the season's winding down. We're starting to prepare for playoffs, and guys are kind of just taking a fucking break. And it's like no. At this point, we are locked into the playoffs. We're third seed, and we're we that that is, we're locked in at the third seed. But we have to ramp ourselves up for playoffs because we've never been there, bro. Yeah, I don't think we have any kind of room. We don't have any kind of, um, any kind of respect to try to try to have a little moment right now. We just got to keep this thing if, rolling. You know what I mean? Exactly. And if anything, bro, you're doing yourself a disservice, like to your confidence, to the morale of the team by losing to the San Antonio Spurs like three games before playoffs start. Like, that can't happen. Yeah. And our whole team played. We were all healthy. Uh, Malik Monk was out, actually. I think it was like a – I think it was a health safety protocol, but I know he didn't play. And then Metu has been out with a little while. I think with some kind of shoulder thing, I'm not too sure, but – yeah, man. This it's just it's always those big wings like Nas Reed in the Minnesota game, Doug McDermott tonight, where we just we just can't put a body on him. Like Sabonis can only guard one man. 
And you, you look at you look at Keegan Murray tonight, he was negative twenty one. And you could definitely feel it out there with his uh his defensive woes. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a shout out to Keegan, by the way. Best shooting rookie <laughs> of all time, am I right? Yes, sir. But man, he, he he's six nine, he just gotta start defending like him, man. He could shoot the hell out the ball, but like we gotta see it on both ends. And of course he's a rookie. I'll I'll give him some space, I'll give him some room to grow, but man, you're a starter on a playoff team, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but um, I'm not worried. I think we forget sometimes that Keegan is a rookie, and I we know, start criticizing he him. He, he don't act like it. Like exactly, <laughs> he's, he, he's stoic as hell. He act like he's fucking 35, and this dude's like 22, like our age. Exactly. So it's definitely trippy. But you know, he acts professional, and I love that. But um, for him, it's the, probably the time is now. a blessing is and a now. curse for how he started. He started this season. Absolutely, um, like. His first game, I think, what he had twenty one. He had a great game, and then great game. he had two decent games. You know, have good game here and there, uh, and then for the majority of of late, he's been playing great. And you just kind of forget that this guy, this is his first year in the league, and you kind of just think uh, you just expect greatness from him every night. When in reality, this guy's this is first year, man. We got to give him some slack. Um, and the, and like I said, this loss isn't on him. He had 18, um, and he will learn. Hopefully, he can um, learn before the playoffs. Yeah, right. Do you think that? Um, do you think that Keegan's going to be like a target for 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 opposing offenses in the playoffs? I don't think it's like an obvious target. No, because a six nine guy that can move his feet, regardless of whether he's the best at it, he can still move his feet. It's not that's not an obvious go to. Depending on who we play, though, if we get if they. If we play a a team that can get a point guard switched on to Keegan that can score, uh, sort of say like, um, a lot. I mean, <laughs> let's see who we play right now. The Warriors. So yeah, if we play the fucking Warriors and Keegan switches uh, on to Curry, that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> so maybe, oh, maybe you're over right. With. Yeah, over with. I could just imagine like. A guard switching on to Keegan every possession and just taking them to the rack. Yeah, not even no like not even underneath, not even like a quick step, but like a bigger guard, you know. Yeah. But um, I mean that is yet to like be a, seen. We'll see. Yeah, um, Kings got we got four games left in the season, so um. I'm not really worried about winning all four. I'm really worried about body language. I'm really worried about morale. I'm really worried about effort. I want to see all that uh, going into playoffs. So I'm confident about this team. Um, I'm the most confident in this team I've ever been in my entire life. And this loss isn't going to change that. But that's too straight at home that we've dropped. And that's not good. We're a predominantly great team at home. Um yeah, we so, only got one. We see, only got one game at home left against the Warriors. Yeah, uh, April 9th, I believe. Uh, which I Seven. wanted to go, but the tickets are fucking ridiculous, so I'm not gonna go. It's the seventh, but yeah, I I hate going to Warriors games at Golden One, man. It is, it's a clusterfuck. Tell me about it. It's like half Kings fans, but it's like half Warriors fans, but only the bandwagons for some reason, and they're just so goddamn annoying. <laughs> And they want to make the tickets triple the price, but that's a whole nother that's a whole bro. nother combo. 
Yeah, them and the Lakers, I just I, I can't go to no home game when we play them. Yeah. Um let's we have a little game for y'all today. Uh I made it up. It's kind of similar. I kind of I kind of I kind of ripped it off the mismatch. They have they have this game very similar. But uh, Hey, we don't we don't have to we don't have hey, to leave man. we don't have to, we don't have to cite our sources here at the full court pod, man. <laughs> I want to give credit to where credit's it's, due, bro. It's our game. It's our game. It <laughs> goes by a different name. But we have, yeah, we have a different name, and it's a little different. But uh, the game's called Zero to One Hundred. Uh, so what we're gonna do? We're gonna take turns giving um, hot takes. Not necessary. I mean, not necessarily hot. Um, just takes. Uh, not not ones we necessarily believe in. Just things that are controversial. Um, and yeah, we're gonna take turns take saying these takes. Uh, so Aaron will say his take to me, and we have three options that we could say back. The first one would be zero chance. The second one would be fifty-fifty, uh, and the last one would be one hundred percent. So zero to one hundred—that's the name of the game. And uh, zero chance would be obviously like no, that's not gonna happen. Fifty-fifty, I'm on edge, and one hundred percent, I completely agree. So. Uh, Aaron, you want to go first, bro? You want to you want to give me a take? I think it's only right that guests should go first. What do you think? You should go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Why not? All right, all right, say less. All right. So, um, my first one. We've spoke on this before, but um, okay. mine is the Kings at the end of the season will have two All NBA players. Ooh. Because let me let me preface this by saying, I, I I've gave you this convo before. I, you never really gave me an answer, but I'm wondering, does the NBA have six guards that are better than De'Aaron Fox? Because we can go ahead and chew in Sabonis. I mean, if you want, I do. But are there six guards better than Fox in this league? I, I don't know. I can't speak this on season. That. This season in the West, no. Uh, but so let me Was let me all- answer your question. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm fifty fifty. Because, you know what? No. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I believe that Sabonis has enough clout in the league to make either the first team or the second team. Probably not the first team because the front court is crowded on that first team. Um, but definitely probably the second team. And um, like you said, bro, we had this talk. There aren't six guards that are better than Fox, but Fox is not going to be on that first team All NBA. He should be, but he won't. No, not and first. I think team, Shea huh? might get the. I think Shea maybe, will get the nod over Fox. Um, maybe second. Or I think third. he does. Yeah, Fox will be Fox will be second or third for sure. But I, I think he deserves to be number one because of where the Kings are, and he is the cl- most clutch player in the league, and he's been playing like it. Um, he, he doesn't have 30 points a game, but their team is winning, and that's the biggest thing. So, yeah, I say 100%. I, I can't help but agree with you, but we're, we're a little biased. What can I say? We're, yeah, we're a little biased. <laughs> um, I would say 50-50 because I know how much this, the, the league hates the Kings, but I think this year we're finally starting to get some respect, and I'm going to put my chips on the table and say that Fox will make the at least – the third team all nba and we'll have two all nba players which will be the first time in my memory that we've ever had that because <laughs> when yeah, the teams are good co- um, i was six cousins. years old so i don't fucking know <laughs> yeah, our cousins had a few nba teams um when he was with us but yeah i would have to agree i think the only reason like you mentioned would just be 
the media just not believing in the Kings yet. And they'll give us one and not the other. And we got to prove it next year to get two. But um, it's just lack of respect for the Kings. Absolutely. Definitely deserve it. No doubt. <laughs> we definitely deserve it. But at this point, um, I'm tired of it, man. Right. I All mean, right. you look, that was good. Go ahead. That was a good one. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to hit you with one now. All right. All right. Uh, my first take for you, bro. Will the Philadelphia 76ers, are they serious contenders that come out of the East? No, sorry, sorry. I'm saying this wrong. This is I'm, not, I'm doing the fucking game wrong. God. The 76ers are serious contenders in the East. Mmm. Absolutely, bro. But Ooh, I think do the game, bro. Do the game. Oh, it's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. It's a hundred percent. It's a hundred and ten percent if I could. But it's only as far as James Harden will take them. I know mm. James Harden's having like people say he's having an off year. Look, you, you can disagree or agree with that, but he's the engine of that goddamn team, man. Like he's a bucket. Not Embiid. I think it's Harden, bro. Embiid's going to get his, and he's always going to get his. But I think Harden on the perimeter spreads the whole fucking floor out and helps Joel Embiid do what he does so well. Um, and I think he's as, he, he's going to take them as far as um, as the 76ers will go. And then you got you got Tyrese Maxey. He's a fucking microwave. Everybody knows about him. The Anthony Melton, fucking defensive lockdown. So they definitely have the pieces to make a good, good run. Um I think it's just up to, up to health with them. But are they serious contenders, though? 100%. Yeah. My thing is, and I agree with you, you said that the Sixers are going to go as far as Harden takes them. And I agree, because you know what to expect from Joel Embiid, but you gonna, don't really know what you're going to get from Harden on a nightly basis. Right? And if you have a Harden that is giving you 30 points a night, and you're playing alongside Joel Embiid, who's leading the league in scoring. That is a really fucking hard team to beat. The thing is, Harden isn't giving you 30 points a night. And Harden is barely giving you 20 on some nights. So if for him to be your X factor, it's really risky for me. It's and I'm really not going to put any money on that. So I think Maxi, uh, he's another X factor for that team. That They could be really good. But with Harden having the majority of the ball for most of the game, uh, it's it's hard for me to put my trust in Harden. I do agree in the fact that if Harden is giving them great games alongside of great games with Joel Embiid, they're one of the best teams, if not the best team in the league. But it's just so much to just bet on Harden to give you these good games, especially in the playoffs where he hasn't really proven himself his entire career, except as a six-man on the Oklahoma City Thunder when not much was expected of him. So... I don't know, man. I don't know, but I respect. I respect your hundred percent. I respect that, man. I, I love Harden's game. We love Harden's game. I just, I really want to see him win, man. Like, I think he's one of the one of the players in the league where like everyone just wants to see him succeed, and like the only thing that's stopping him is himself. Like, you, you, you go all the way know. back to like the, you go all the way back to like that twenty seventeen year where they almost knocked out the seventeen and nine Warriors. They were one Chris Paul injury away from making the fucking finals, man. And every time he fails, it, I feel like it's not his fault. So he's just a guy that I want to see win, man. So that's that's why I'm a hundred, bro. Yeah, I, I, I just you bring you go back to those rocket days, and 
when they needed him most, he just didn't shoot well. And it, it, it's, it was repetitive. Um, His team shot atrociously that game, too, that game seven. Yeah, and who's to say that can't happen with the Sixers? I feel like shutting down Embiid is a, is a mission on its own, but it can be done because one man can only do so much. You're right. If Harden steps up, they can win, but I don't really know. But let's move on. Uh, your turn. All right, man. Oh, okay. I, I got two bangers, but I'm going to save the best for last because I know you're going to like it. <laughs> um, so there's been, let me preface this by saying, I, I watch NBA mainstream media from time to time, right? And I know that there's a story going around about how Zion, since he's been hurt, he hasn't really been traveling with the team. Um, he doesn't even really stay in contact with the team a lot of the times. And uh, it just leaves a lot of people shaking their head. Um, and he's he's on his, I believe his contract year is coming up. So he's going to get paid pretty soon here. And, um, they, I mean, the Pelicans have been doing, they kind of been doing their thing without him. Um, they got the guy, Brandon Ingram. And I'm just, here's my statement. Will Zion stay a Pelican? No, 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 no. Rephrase that for the game. Zion will stay a Pelican at the end of the, at the end of the season, or when he's a, uh, when he's a free agent. Yeah, will, will he sign with the Pelicans next year? I think that depends on a lot. Actually, no, I don't think it depends on a lot. I think it depends. Give, on Give one me a thing. number, <laughs> huh? Give me a number. You're not playing the game right. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm sorry, but we <laughs> suck at this game. Holy fuck! Um, I'm fifty fifty. Okay. Because when Zion's healthy, there's not a single team in the league that wouldn't want him. But man. when he's not, it's it's uh, man, he's been in the he's, league what three four years now, and the the one season was his second year in the league where he had fifty games, uh, or fifty some fifty sixty games, and ever ever since then, man, we haven't gotten more than forty fifty games from him. And no, it's I, th- just, I think he's played like forty percent of his his like his career games. Yeah, and dude, that's that's if that is going to be your corner piece of your organization, that's just not reliable enough. And I right. don't know how many teams are willing to bet on that sort of risk. And especially so like 50-50. Okay, I love that. I love that. But he, he comes in, he's supposed to be your de facto leader. You know, he's supposed to be your de facto franchise player. And it's like he's so detached that he can't even like travel with the team or like he can't even like be in the locker room when he's hurt. It's just, I don't know. It's just a lot of red flags. It's, it's like a toxic ex, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, maybe that just speaks to some of his um, immaturity. Yeah. He's still a young guy. Yeah, very true. But, um, uh, sorry, I'm looking at Zion's, Zion's contract. I think his rookie deals up after this season. But if they trade him away, they would get a fucking bag. So it's like... Do you trade away a young star? Or do you just kind of hold on and hope he becomes the the player everyone thinks he is or everyone knows he is? Okay, so I'm reading. Oh, Williamson has already agreed to a five year uh, rookie max extension worth at least 193 million, and it was starting the 2023 season. So yeah, he's already signed for 200 million, bro. <laughs> Shit, what? Why the fuck are they talking about on an NBA Today? Man, they just make up stories, man. Um, 
Yeah. No, it says right here, uh, despite despite some specul- speculative discussions about Williamson's future with the Pelicans over the last few months, there was no drama when becoming eligible to sign a new deal. Williamson and the team quickly agreed on a five-year rookie max extension worth at least $193 million. The new deal will kick in at the start of the 2023 season, and the figure could rise to $231 million if Williamson makes an all-NBA team or wins a major award next season. So, yeah. Mm, see, man, that's what I get for listening to uh, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> but uh, this article is kind of old, so I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I'm 50-50 on that. I think uh, the the Pelicans have already bought in uh, to Zion. At the same time, they're they're also a decent team without him. So I don't think I don't think they're stressing too much about this decision. If Zion is a high risk, high reward, but there is still that high reward aspect, um, and you and it's we're just waiting to see this playoff team with Zion. Uh, and if he can, if the if the Pelicans make the playoffs, and somehow Zion returns in time. Uh, or maybe even next year when they make the playoffs, if they make the playoffs. I don't think he's, uh, he's gotta, expected to come back. Yeah, he probably won't. But um, with Zion, he had he was a NBA he, NBA All Star starter, Player of the Month, couple months, dominant force in in the league, terrible defender, but dominant force in the league. So you have to some some teams might bet on him, some teams might won't. I mean, some teams wouldn't want to risk that uh that's why i'm 50 50 man come to sack zion we would love you here <laughs> i don't know about that man <laughs> we we need help on the defensive end not not get worse on the defensive end we're already the best offense in nba history man yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it facts um all right all right i guess try, it's my turn try me try me all right the Lakers will be a top six seed at the end of the season, foregoing the playing tournament. Mm. So they're going to completely miss the playing tournament and just move right up on the six. Yeah, but before the end of the season, and play our right Sac- at, and play our Sacramento at- Kings. Okay. Um, yeah. Would it would have to be a it would have to be a nightmare scenario for the Warriors, but. I would I would I would have to be I'd have to be fifty fifty on that, bro. I think a lot of things would have to go right for the Lakers that might may be out of their control, uh, for that to happen to them. But I mean, like they're definitely capable. I mean, you look at the Lakers and the Pelicans have the exact same record. Um, the Minnesota's only one game back, and the Warriors only one game ahead. So there would there would just have to be a lot of shifting in between. Warriors now. and Clippers are only one game ahead of the Lakers right now. Yeah, they have the so same amount of, of losses. Mm. So they're a half of game back from being the fifth or sixth spot because the fifth and sixth spot are tied right now. So exactly. It's pretty fucking close. Yeah. I mean shit, they could be five if all goes well. But I, I just I can't say a hundred, bro. Let's let's see. Let's see what teams the Lakers play towards the end of the year here. I'd probably agree with you though. I'd say I'd probably say fifty fifty two. Um I think I think with the with how they're playing, um, they're one of the hotter hotter teams in the West, uh four through eight, four through ten. And this team could this team I could easily see this team uh being 
a top six team because 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 of how close it is. Uh, the Clippers just lost today. Uh, the Warriors just lost today. The Lakers just won today. Uh, and all it takes is one more game, one more loss, and boom, they're sitting at the five seed. Yeah, they play the Jazz twice. They play the Clippers on Wednesday, which is going to be fun. Um, that that might be a, that that's going to be a huge game for them this Wednesday. Um, but definitely possible. And be the, those those are the last three games, right? Jazz twice. It's the Jazz, then the Clippers, then the Suns, and the Jazz um, to finish. So it's going to be down to the wire for sure. It's going to be but interesting if, if, to see how the West is and what teams are going to be in the play-in. Absolutely. It's so much. Um, it's so much more exciting than the Eastern Conference right now. The Eastern Conference is so top heavy. It is top heavy, but it is interesting because we have. You know what? That's going to go into my next uh, segment. So we'll save that. You, you, your turn. All right. Here's my. That's my final one. I believe. Right. We're doing three. Yeah, three. Kyrie Irving will stay a Maverick this upcoming Ooh. 2023 to 2024 season. I'm going to go with zero chance. Hey, Kyrie's your boy, man. Think, think long Kyrie's and hard about boy. this one. Okay, they've been struggling Kyrie on the defensive end. And I don't know, Luca's body language just looks. I'm not trying to sway you one way or another, but Luca's body language has been different since the trade deadline, man. He's usually out I there, you know, the, puff, puffing his chest out. But I think the only thing that could make Kyrie stay is if they completely change around their roster before he decides to sign or decides not to sign. If they get some big name guys, uh, or even just some really good role players, and it completely changes the team. And I think they need it. They need. I don't think. I know they need a new coach. So if they get a new coach, get a couple new players, and a couple good players, good enough for Kyrie to want to stay and play with Luca, then yes. But I think there's zero chance of all of that happening, um, and Kyrie getting the money that he wants. So yeah, Kyrie's I'm gonna go with zero Kyrie, chance there. I would have to agree, man. Kyrie's the type to definitely wait. Um, to make his decision until like the last fucking day of the off season, right? But I th- I think he's as good as gone just by how they're looking um, at the moment. They would have really yeah, needed. Man, they would have really especially needed. Especially if they to miss playoffs. His yeah, if, if if they miss playoffs, it's gonna be bad, man. If they make playoffs, who knows what happens, man? I, if they fucking go to the fucking Western Conference Finals, and yeah, he could stay. But bro, like that shit's not gonna happen. So zero chance. Yeah, Kyrie is an is an is a known capper throughout history, so um, <laughs> he, he, def, he definitely can't take that man to his word. Um, yeah, it sucks. sucks. Yeah, so catch, catch him in a in the purple and gold next year, most likely. Oh hell no, bro! <laughs> hell no! Hell no! Hey, Rob Pelinka is gonna make that Kyrie shit any work. day, and I love Kyrie, but I'll take Fox over Kyrie any day. At this, no, point. the purple and gold, fool. Oh, purple and gold. I'm tripping. Yeah, man, he's going out. But there was a there was a report saying the Lakers are no longer interested in Kyrie pursuing Kyrie because of how well the fit with uh, D'Angelo Russell is going. So, and I think that's a great decision. You made a good move in the off season. I mean, not the off season, the trade deadline, and it's working out. Why would you fucking change it? So Rob Polinka finally doing something right. Hey, man, LeBron's gonna do LeBron. If LeBron want Kyrie, the Lakers gonna get Kyrie. 
And, and they're gonna they're gonna move anything to make that shit happen to make Daddy Daddy James happy. They need to they need to kill that La GM mentality. He's a terrible GM. Just just he's the whole reason they had Russ in the first place. Just no. Let the GM do his GM job and let the player play on the court. We'll have to see. Okay, zero percent, man. I would have to agree with you. Yeah. All right. All right, my turn. Last one. Uh, I think this is very interesting, very controversial, and I'm very interested in seeing your opinion. So, um, last one. The Knicks will be a first-round exit in the mm. playoffs. I know that they just recently uh, clinched the playoffs, so shout-out to them. Um, who would be their, their matchup at the moment? Cleveland. And that's the oh. biggest reason why I'm asking this oh, question, or t- uh, doing this take, because I think Cleveland is a very tough team to beat. Absolutely. And the Knicks, even though they're they're also a great team, I don't know, man. Having Cleveland as your first round matchup, that's tough. That's tough. That's really, 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 really tough. All right, I'm saying zero percent, man. They're gonna get washed. Cleveland in six. So, so you mean hundred percent? Oh, yeah, your original question is we're going to get knocked out in the first round. Yes, then yes, 100%. I don't even think – there's not even much to talk about about that, man. 100% though, bro. 100, bro, 100. Why are you so confident? Man, Cleveland just has it going on, bro. That's one of my favorite fucking teams to watch this season, bro. Like, the way that they play ball – I mean, we've been raving about Donovan Mitchell for a long time, but just him, Garland has emerged – you got the two twin towers down low. Um, I just don't think New York has enough answers. They have a lot of young cats, and, and I love what they're doing, but I've always thought that they were, they were kind of just like a flash in the pan this season. Really? Because Jalen Brunson has been killing it. He, and he's the, he's that nigga, bro. I, I love that for him, but they got him, Randall. I just don't think they're as deep as, 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 as Cleveland, bro. I don't think they can go the distance. So I love Jalen Brunson, especially in uh, the playoffs. The man turns it up. He he plays the best in the toughest moments. That's just Jalen Brunson. But another guy that does that too, He's if not better, goes by the name of Donovan Mitchell. Oh, God. Hey, look, if Donovan and, Mitchell's like <laughs> – yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, what are you going to say? It's just like Donovan Mitchell and then like Donovan Mitchell light – would be Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I, I don't know, though, because uh, Donovan Mitchell did have that 70-point game, but Jalen Brunson, man, he can make 36 look like it's nothing. Right. And it, it and the thing about Jalen Brunson that really interests me when I watch his game that can translate into the playoffs, and obviously he's done it already, so we know it does, but he shoots a lot of shots inside the perimeter and for a short guy who's i think sub six foot he looks sub six foot for a guy that that is that small he almost takes all of his shots inside inside the perimeter he's not a prolific three-point shooter but these turnaround middies these fader pull-ups these these one dribble pull-ups these floaters uh he has a really good post game doesn't make any sense but he's a great post game and all these things just makes the game look easier than it should be 
and that type of, that type of game really translates to the playoff playoffs. Um, for example, Kawhi Leonard, Kobe Bryant, uh, Demar Derozan. Uh, well, Demar didn't really make any moves in the playoffs, but no. But when you the game, see a lot more, mid-range. yeah. When when the game slows down, definitely like his his like mid range game will definitely set himself apart. Yeah, and and when you see these, the, the thing about the Knicks is that if you're gonna play the Knicks, it's gonna be a grit and grind game, and that could bother uh, Garland, that could bother Donovan, that could fuck up spacing for their team. Um, I don't know, man. If I was to answer that question, I would say 50-50 because I think the Knicks are a really good team too, and I think you might be giving them, a, you might be discrediting them just a tad. Hey, man, the discredit. Is is earned. <laughs> but that, what did they do it, to you, man? What did they do to you? All I'm saying is, man, with those two big cats in the middle, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, bro, Julius Randle is gonna average like maybe 15. Yeah, Julius Randle will be definitely be their X factor for the Knicks because uh, he has um, disappeared in the playoffs in the past. Man. Uh, but imagine if Donovan is the reason that the Knicks are a first-round exit. How much would that sting this New York Knicks fan base for almost landing Donovan, being this close to landing Donovan, and that next, in the playoffs, that same year, he wipes you in the first round after having a great regular season? Man, that would suck. Yeah, that'd be pretty poetic. Stephen A. would lose his mind. (laughs) Yeah, he would. (laughs) I I would love to watch that, man. Yeah, shout-out to Stephen A. But that wraps up our uh, zero to one hundred game. We might do that later on uh, again. Um, yeah, it was fun, man. I kind of, yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. But um, yeah, I think we're gonna end it off with the uh, the NCAA tournament, both men's and women's. Today was the national championship for the uh, women's side with uh, Iowa Iowa versus LSU, um, which was basically Caitlin Clark versus LSU, which is basically. Caitlin Clark versus the refs and LSU. Man, it was a 1v5 <laughs> out there, man. No, it was a 1v20. The 15 <laughs> on the LSU bench and the fucking the the fucking three refs. It was bad, man. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing, though. I was telling you this earlier, man. This LSU team, they could probably run our Stockton Kings around a little bit. You know what I mean? Like they're, sure. they're They're a really good built team with a lot of athletic players. And, like, I, I can't lie and say that I've been watching women's college basketball this season but man they're 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 a good team they're actually pretty fun to watch i love the yeah. media attention that that women's basketball has gotten this season too i definitely haven't seen um seen it pushed on like major sources as much as it has been this year it's 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 cool to see yeah thanks to caitlin clark man uh the game the game today was on abc uh caitlin clark had 30 which was like a bad game for her <laughs> right <laughs> but lsu man they're deep they have a, they have their point guard Williams had a great game. He she looked dominant. No one on their team could guard her, um, and and Iowa just had a, they were they looked smaller. They looked less athletic. They look they were not as long. Hey, why um, they look less? And, why they look less athletic? They are less athletic. <laughs> they don't look less. They are less athletic. It's fucking. You just look at it, man. That Iowa got one girl, their center, who actually fouled out of the game. We're talking about fouls, man. Thirty-seven fouls were called against I. Uh, Thirty-seven fouls were called in this game. That's an NCAA record, tournament record. Most fouls called in the game. 
It's pretty insane. And a lot of them went to Iowa. Uh, Caitlin Clark had uh, early foul trouble in the first half. She had to sit some sit sit a part of the uh, the the second quarter, and they started going down. And then their senior center, um, Monica, uh, I don't want to Kazano, I think I think I'm saying that wrong, but because their center, uh, who's very instrumental to this team, fouled out in the last five minutes of the game, and I watched their uh, their post game interview. And Caitlin Clark is just, you know, you could tell she's upset. She's trying to get her, gather her emotions uh, from the loss and still trying to answer the questions. But it was, I could sense some some resentment, you know. She was mad that that the the refs had such a huge part in this loss. Uh, well, in the game, I'm not going to say they, that's why they lost, but it was a huge, it was an impact, a factor in the game. And she was also mad for one of her best friends sitting right beside her on the podium on the on the press conference that she didn't as a senior didn't get to finish her final game as a seat as a senior and and spent the last five minutes of the national championship on the bench you know yeah. and that's that shit sucks but 30 from caitlin clark um which is you know that's good but when you go on the LSU side, they had their point guard Williams. Oh, sorry, their their power forward Williams. She had a great game, hitting a lot of those free throw line uh, shots. Twenty points, five rebounds. Uh, Angel Reese, fifteen and ten. Um, their guard, their guard Morris, had twenty one and nine. Uh, their and then their one of their bench players. Uh, fucking, she. <laughs> I was gonna call her Ice Spice, but that's fucked up. And Aaron, <laughs> if you looked up. If you look up this player, you know why I call her that. But uh, she had 22, and she had like four or five threes. They were cooking. That's four. That's three players over 20 points, and Angel Reese with a double-double. Iowa had nothing for that kind of depth. So hey, I was rooting she- for Iowa, but uh, LSU, well-deserved win. But on the men's side, last week, me and Angus, we had uh, – Angus had SDSU beating FAU. And I had FAU being SDSU. And watching that game, I don't know if y'all watched that game. Aaron, did you watch that game? I was watching clips. I watched clips. It was fun. Uh, it was a great game. And for the majority of the game, FAU had the lead. And I'm watching the game, and I'm like, okay, great. We got this in the bag. FAU, UConn, here we go. Later on in the game, it's a completely different story. San Diego State climbs back, and... At the end of the game, um, eight seconds left. They get a defensive rebound, push the floor. They had a timeout, didn't use it, and they they go down, pull up midi right at the buzzer, and just steal the game from FAU. What a, what a heartbreaking way to lose. What a great way to win a game and go to the national championship. Um, but yeah, man, heartbreaking for FAU to lose like that. I just I can't imagine just but what a Cinderella story, man. That no one knew who the fuck FAU was and to come and be in the final four and 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 be this close. There's a picture of the guy that hit the M, the the buzzer beater. Uh he was literally like barely like half a centimeter away from stepping out of bounds. And if he did, that would have been the game. Um, what a fucking shitty way to lose! But great shot from him. S Diego State will go to play UConn, uh, who had a pretty dominant win over Miami. Uh, 
So it's going to be interesting to see UConn and S Diego State, a team, S Diego State, obviously this team does not uh, back down, and they're a grit and grind team. And um, who knows, maybe that's the one team that can give UConn the work in uh, physicality and discipline. Who yeah, you got? Man. UConn or San Diego State? Shoot, man. And 2K, man, UConn was always like my college team coming into the league, so... I feel like I feel like I'm a part of I'm a part of their culture, so I'm gonna go UConn. But shout out to all my betters, man. I I don't think anybody in life could have got how this bracket ended up, how this bracket yeah. ended up. Um, so I mean, March Madness is never how you expect, right? So um, that's what makes it fun. That's why it's called March Madness. Mm-hmm. People talking shit about, oh my god, this is a terrible Final Four. I'm like, man, this is great. Like if you watch, if you're watching the games, these games are, these games are great, man. It's just it's, it's it's high level basketball, and pe- and maybe people are like, oh they suck, but you're watching the NBA, so yeah, it's gonna be worse than the NBA, but it's still fucking high level basketball, man. And y'all wouldn't know until you're on that fucking court. Right, no, they they want ankle breakers and alley oops and all this funky shit. But yeah, I think it's no fun. I, I think it's funner when it's when it's when it's not a team you expect, you know. Every shot is, is has holds more significance. And, yeah, I, lo- I love and just the environment story. of these games. Students, students roaring, alumni ro- roaring, the cheerleaders. Uh, just every shot is just like it's like the game winner. <laughs> it's like being at a Kings game, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna be tuning into this game tomorrow. We should watch it if it's free. Yeah, I'm I'm down to watch it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I got I got UConn winning too. I'm a really big fan of Jordan Hawkins. Uh, Iron, I know you're not too familiar with him, but tomorrow if we watch the game, you will be. Yeah, man, put me on. 100%. Um, but, yeah, I think we're going to end it off there. Uh, I had a great time talking to my boy Aaron. Yeah, this was fun, man. This was cool, like, being on the <laughs> mic. I was a little, a little nervous, I can't lie to you, but um, we had fun. This was awesome. And real quick, I just want to shout I just thank you, brother. I just want to shout out. Adam Silver, man, for going ahead and lifting the prohibition on marijuana. You know what I'm saying? My oh, he did. Finally, yeah, they changed the rules. That marijuana is not appearing on a drug test anymore, so so they could finally smoke in peace. Uh, yeah, I mean, marijuana shouldn't have been in the first place. Like, how the fuck? <laughs> Look, how the fuck man. is that going to improve your game? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you know, they're always ten years behind the fuck curve. It'll be federally legal in a couple of years, and it's just a matter of shout time. Out, shout out Adam Silver, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Adam it's, Silver. It's cool. Adam Silver for sure smokes doobies, bro. Absolutely. Hey, look, will we see uh, increased performance as a result of this? <laughs> Fuck no. We're, we're in a... There'll, be less, I in, I feel there'll like... be less injuries. They'll be more relaxed. It'll be better, man. Maybe. Less fights. I think it's an overall positive for the league. Yeah, maybe Dylan. Give some weed to fucking Dylan. Books and <laughs> yeah, Hall, bro. they need some. Give that fool an edible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to chill the fuck out. Damn, we really went a whole podcast without mentioning Dylan Brooks. I'm proud of us. Fuck Dylan Brooks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I fuck with Dylan Brooks. I have a lot of respect for him. The, my, uh, my 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 thing with him is like you would love to have him on your team though. Like you hate if you're playing against them, but you no. would love if you had him. No, he. It's like no, the. He's a, no, it's like the Patrick Beverly effect. I would Man, want a guy like Marcus Smart on my team. I would want a guy like Draymond on my team. I would not want a Dylan Brooks on my team. 
What's the difference? The difference is, one, Marcus Smart can shoot. And in Draymond's case, Draymond knows you can't shoot and doesn't shoot. In Dylan Brooks's case, this man can't shoot but still shoots. So <laughs> He believes he can. I, it, it's, it's a fucking it's a nightmare. And I know a lot of Memphis fans hate watching him play. So, yeah, I, I don't want him on my team, man. Yeah, you, as much as he brings to the defensive end of the floor, he's going to take away from – actually, if he plays with the Kings, who knows? But I swear to God, if he's shooting 15, point, 15 shots a game, yeah, you can say goodbye, man. I just think that Memphis system kind of just like allows him to do what he wants. I think within like a different system, I think he'd be a lot better player and have better like public reception. There's a lot of young guys over there and they're all trying to puff their chest out. I think they kind of look like the villain because of it. Yeah. Well, we don't talk about we don't talk about the ops on this on this on this uh podcast, man. Fuck fuck the Memphis Grizzlies. Shout out to the Beam team. <laughs> Shout out to the Beam team, man. Um uh-huh. but yeah. We're going to end it off there, man. Uh, next week, Angus will be back. We're probably going to have Aaron on the pod again. Uh, I, I, we, He did great, y'all. Y'all, he did Bless, great. Blessings, man. I, thank you, man. <laughs> but, yeah. Come, um, yeah, for sure. Next week, we'll be back uh, on, on Monday, per usual. Um, we appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all listening to us every single week. Um, damn. We'll see you next week. All right, y'all. Peace.